Welcome in to the Victory Sports Podcast. I am your host, Preston Victory. Hope you all have had an amazing weekend. Championship Sunday has concluded, and we were treated once again to two great thrillers. Um, as far as I can remember, this is probably one of the best um, NFL playoff like series I've like witnessed in my lifetime. I don't think we've had a um, two score winner. We may have had one in the wild card round. Yeah, like the Bills over the Patriots, but otherwise, I mean, every, almost every game, highly competitive. Um, came down to the end, and that's just, you know, what we love at this time of the year. But um, I'm joined with uh, Jack this time, this week, and we're going to break down the, the championships games and then give our brief uh, preview of the upcoming Super Bowl and um, how the betting lines are um, shaping up to be, at least at this point. So, Jack, how's, how's your week been? It's been good. Um, I got to watch – both of these games um, pretty, um, what's the word I'm looking for, extensively. So um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about them, and they were both really good games, as you said. Yeah, and I want to start off with, um, like, the Bengals and the Chiefs, and I just – I want to say, like, state for the record, make this, like, very loud and clear. I'm so happy. I may have I, – I bet on the Chiefs, but I could not be happier that the Bengals won because – I didn't want to see Jackson Mahomes or Brittany Matthews at the Super Bowl again. Those two are the most, two of the most entitled people I've ever seen. And like, who wants cold champagne sprayed on them? Like, like while they're out, like freezing their tails off from somebody that's in a heated booth, like nobody. So I am very happy that though I will not be seeing those two at the Super Bowl, but um, Joe, like enough about them. Joe Burrow has, if he if people haven't considered him a top five quarterback at this point, I think he he's definitely earned that. Given, um, I think the Bengals have like at, going into this weekend, I thought they were the least talented team like left among the four teams, and um, I think it just goes to show like if you have a great quarterback, you have a chance to win any given Sunday. But um, anything that you saw like from that game that uh, stuck out to you? Um, I think one of the things that I took away from that game compared to, especially for the Bengals for last game that they had against the Titans is that they definitely minimized quarterback sacks. Um, they went from nine sacks to, was it one? I think it was only one. Yeah. They actually had more sacks than the Chiefs, which I mean, a lot of people would have found that very hard to believe if they watched the last week's game. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was very happy with the overall play for the Bengals. Um, it's it, it's kind of hard to believe that the Super Bowl is the four seed from the AFC, the Bengals who were 10 and seven, and the 49ers who are the sixth seed. Um, I believe their record was also 10 and seven. So two 10 and seven teams are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, Oh wait, no, no, sorry, not the four ers The the Rams are twelve and five. Both both four seeds. Well, the four ers um, even having a chance was like what I would say like was impressive because I mean, you know, two impressive wins over the Cowboys and the Packers, but um, obviously they came up short this mm-hmm. weekend. I believe when we talked about the the conference championship going of the Lamar Hunt Trophy. 
And the honorary oh. captain is the one and only Icky Woods. Technical difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties. Um, when we were talking about the, the championship games last week, I mentioned that I believe the Chiefs would cover the minus seven and probably the over, and I was wrong about both. Um, but even though I was – I would have bet on the Chiefs, I didn't bet anything this weekend, and I'm glad I didn't. But um, even though the Chiefs were the, the easy favorites, easy favorites, I'm so, so glad that the Bengals won. Um, they played such a great game. Overall, they held the, – the, the Bengals' defense did what they needed to do to stop the Chiefs. And so it just came down to their offense just to outscore them. Um, and what was really fascinating is that there's this stat for overtime in the playoffs where 13 of the last 15 games that went into overtime in the playoffs, the team that got the coin toss correctly ended up winning the game. So now that stat is now 13 out of 16 because the Bengals lost the coin toss going into overtime and ended up still winning. Because um, everyone thought that the Chiefs won the coin toss, that was over. Patrick stadium er- win. The stadium erupted. I mean, they they like they were celebrating like, oh, we won the game. Woo! Yeah. Nah, not quite. Not quite. Um, also, very early on in the game, I think a lot of people thought that the game was over because of when it was 21-3. to um, there's also another crazy stat that Mahomes is now 37 or he was 37 and 0 when leading by 15 or more points. And now he's 37 and one because Joe Burrow and the Bengals beat them when they were up, when they were down 21 to three. Yeah. Uh, so it just goes to show both sides of the ball played super well. The chief or the Bengals defense did not give up even though they were down 18 points. Um, and Joe Burrow did not waver in his in this biggest game of his career. Um, I don't remember what his stats are. I'm trying to look at that right now. Um, People are trying to compare him to Tom Brady at this point, which I think is a little premature. But, I mean, yeah. I, I credit the Bengals' game plan to get the ball out of uh, Burrow's hands quick. There are a lot of slants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um because they were that yeah, Joe Burrow 23 for 38, 250 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. So pretty average game. Um, nothing eye-popping there. Joe Mixon, 21 carries, 88 yards. Joe Mixon had a lot of big, big plays that really helped them. Oh, down the um, stretch, he was huge. He set him mm-hmm. up in field goal range. And the Chiefs did well in regards to doubling Jamar Chase most of the game. Um, so he only had six receptions, 54 yards and a touchdown. Um, but what it ended up coming down to was the supporting cast that wasn't Joe Mixon or Jamar Chase. And T. Higgins really stepped up. He had six receptions, 103 yards. Um, and I was really worried about the Bengals in the first quarter and going into the second quarter. Um, when they were down quite a few and then they lost their tight end, who has been a pretty big part for Joe Burrow for a little bit. And so when, when he went out, I was like, uh Oh, this isn't looking good. It's just going to go all downhill from here. But 
I, I believed it was over going into the, the second half, and I was definitely proved wrong. And I think a lot of the NFL is proved wrong. And I'm, I'm very happy that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. It is interesting because you don't, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has not lost to anybody except for Tom Brady. And yep. um, Tom Brady may or may not be retired. Um, obviously, I'm sure a bunch of people uh, like saw that the reports come out. That was a little strange. Um, I think it'd be really funny. Side note, if Tom Brady came back just because he wanted to announce his own retirement, that'd be, I, I mean, he's already the greatest, but um, that'd be really fun to watch. Um, but I guess my point was like Mahomes hasn't like, you know, he's played in big games. He's once, you know, he's won a Super Bowl at this point. Um, it was really surprising to see him get very t- as tight as he did at the end of the game. I thought, I mean, that the offense just, it wasn't clicking with uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, um, the offensive line, I mean, they weren't great, but they weren't like, terrible. And I just, I think Mahomes went back to some of his bad habits um, I mean, and this goes back to the slump that he had in the middle of the season and all the way back when he was coming out of college. He had like some of the habits of turning the ball over. You know, he, he holds the ball with like one hand when like he's like running around in the pocket. So defenders can easily swipe that like that ball out. And I just think, you know, like while Mahomes is for sure going to be considered an all time talent, I think sometimes he plays a little too um, loose, if you will, for my taste, I you know two hands on the ball, fundamentals, things like that. And, yeah, he just wasn't able to make the plays, like, necessary at the end. I mean, you know, he got the ball first, and he threw a pick. wasn't necessarily his fault, the interception. But, yeah, I think that was my biggest, like, takeaway. Is, like, I was really surprised to see Mahomes shrink the way he did and Burrow to rise the way he did, considering the lack of experience he had had in – the championship game and especially the the offensive line that he has in front of him yeah um i i had a note that i meant to write down but i re- i remember remembered it when you were talking about how this game was definitely a tale of two halves where the first half Bengals had 10 points chiefs had 21 and then chiefs only scored three points in the third fourth and overtime and the Bengals had 17 in those three periods. So it's like, it's, it's, they proved that it's an hour over, even against the Chiefs. Um, as great as the Chiefs are, as great as the roster they have, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, um, everyone thought that the Chiefs were probably going to go to the Super Bowl, if not win it. Um, and the Bengals definitely proved that it's never over. And it doesn't matter your record. It doesn't matter who's on your team. As long as you just keep playing, it's not over until the end of the fourth quarter. And yeah, just a tale of two halves where Bengals looked like they were going to lose by a lot. And then they ended up winning in overtime. Yeah, I was like looking here. Um, One thing that I like, this has been my reservation about uh, Andy Reid as a coach. I haven't like talked about it much, um, but I was like just saying. So the Chiefs had four different rushers that averaged more than six yards a carry in this in this game, mm-hmm. um, but obviously they, they they only ran it so twenty one. So like they only ran it twenty four times. They threw it thirty nine. 
I get you have Patrick Mahomes, but from a play caller standpoint, Andy Reid has never been known for running the football, but it would have helped him, I think, in this case to uh, run it a little bit more and take some of that pressure off of Mahomes because, like, Cincinnati adjusted and um, were just begging the the Chiefs to run. And they did run it at times. Like, I was, you know, especially um, in the second quarter, they were running the ball really well, and they got mm-hmm. away from that. And I think, you know, as great as Mahomes is, Brady, uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, they run the football though, like when they need to, and when the numbers um, present themselves. So, hi, babe, my lovely wife. Um, but because they got away from that, I think that that made their offense a little bit more predictable. I know it's hard to to guard Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill; they're borderline unstoppable when they're on. But I think. Um, I, don't know, I think, you know, that's something that Reed's never really been into. And I think that's just something that holds him back from being an all-time great, like a Belichick, where Belichick does not care whatever it takes. He'll throw the ball only three times like he did earlier in the year, mm-hmm. um, whatever it takes to win. So I think that's another criticism of the Chiefs. I think, you know, it's definitely warranted in this spot. And, um, you know, they'll have to try again next year. Yeah, very great game. I think I think it was um I don't think the NFL could be disappointed in the Chiefs. They have been great for a long time and I think it's okay that they take a, a year off, not in the Super Bowl, um, and give it to someone like the Bengals that were absolutely terrible a year ago and two years ago. Um Four and wins. They, they really changed things around. Um, even even though they went ten and seven, like that does not mean that. I think the Bengals are proving that even as a ten and seven team, that that they can make things happen. I mean, in theory, they could have been nine. Nine and seven teams don't typically make the playoffs. I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you were doing a sixteen game schedule, but yeah, just. What a run for them, and I can't wait to uh, see how they do in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the second game of the day, a little bit more low scoring. Uh, the L.A. Rams take down the San Francisco 49ers 20-17. to Rams have 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter after the 49ers kind of um, did what they have always done against the Rams. Kyle Shanahan um, has had his way with Sean McVay, and for whatever reason, it's just been a tough matchup for the Rams. And um, a lot of people knew that coming into this game, but they found a way to um, get past that and um, ultimately get the victory. And I think if Matthew Stafford finds a way to win the Super Bowl, I think you've got to start throwing him in a conversation of being in uh, the Hall of Fame because had a great career in Detroit, obviously had not – um has many wins as he would have liked but uh, what he's doing with the Rams here is it's pretty special yeah um for a lot of this game it w- I had two main thoughts one the Rams were, or the 49ers were controlling this game for the most for all the way through the third quarter my other thought was this game is kind of boring <laughs> because we had a really good game with the Bengals and the Chiefs and 
I mean, the the 49ers, like the Rams are an exciting team. They have a great defense with a lot of talent. They have a great offense with a lot of talent. And the 49ers just made the game boring. But that's how they win. Like that's how they that's how they've beaten the Rams twice in the regular season. They almost did it again for a third time. Um, but I was very like people really hate on Jimmy Garoppolo, but other than that pick at the end of the game, like he had a really solid game. Like we take that pick away at the end of the game. He had 16 for 30, 232 yards and two touchdowns and no picks. Like he had a very solid game. Um, The running game was terrible. Like it was uh, 50 yards for the whole day. Um, Elijah Mitchell averaged 1.8 yards. Debo Samuel averaged 3.7, but he only had seven carries for 26 yards. Um, which is weird because the 49ers are known for their, their running game. Um, and they seem to rely a lot on their passing game. And Jimmy Garoppolo played, played well. Um, their defense played well. They held, held the Rams for a long time. Um, because the Rams are known for having a crazy good offense and doing whatever they want on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as it goes for the Rams, Matthew Stafford threw it 45 times, 337 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, running game was okay. It didn't really seem like it was much of a factor. Cooper Cup, 142 yards, two touchdowns. Oh my gosh. No one can stop that man. He has, he's now the, he has the record. I saw the stat while they're during the game. He has the record now for most hundred yard games in a single season, like all time. He's now the lone person. I think it's, I think it's 13 games with a hundred plus receiving yards. Wow. Um, It does help to have the extra game during the regular season, but um, he still has the record. Odell Beckham, nine receptions, 113 yards. He had a great game as well. He's – sorry, like, don't mean to cut you off, but he's been an interesting story. Like, he, in a mm. way, has saved his career. And at the same time, I think he's also um, shown that he wasn't the problem in Cleveland. It was Baker. And yeah. um, not to get sidetracked, but I've been on uh, Baker just not being right for the Browns for a while. and. Mm. um it's good to see somebody like a big brand like OBJ um, get back to being like what he was and everything. He's good for the league. I think he enhances the popularity of it. And he's kind of like, I would say he's like a basketball player, but like playing football. And yeah. I mean that from like um, a star standpoint, because with basketball, you've got like, it's very star driven. You've got um, LeBron, um, Anthony Davis, uh, Kawhi Leonard like it's about the stars like you know who they are in the NFL it's more about the brand like the NFL logo so it's good for the league that um he he's he's returning to his his former self and um he finally gets a chance to add a Super Bowl ring to his resume because that's something um he hasn't been a part of a lot of very successful teams over his career and so you know it's got to be a great feeling for him to finally get to uh, the Super Bowl. I 100% agree. Um, 
Odell Beckham, ever since being on the Rams, has absolutely taken over. He's actually played a lot more games with them than I thought. This was his 10th game with the Rams. Oh, really? That seems like yeah. it, that seems a lot like more than I would have guessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rams, I mean, as low, it, it was just a boring game. It was pretty low scoring. I was expecting high 20s for both teams. Uh, what worries me about moving forward, at least for the Bengals side, is that the Rams are playing at home for the Super Bowl. Yeah, back to back years of a yeah, home Super Bowl team. And I was thinking about that regardless of who won this game because the Bengals, I would feel, would be in trouble in terms of the the stadium feel because the 49ers played the Rams twice on that in that stadium because they played them once in their division. They, they split games. Um, and then the second time was today. And if they won, they'd be playing for a third time in the stadium. And so I feel like they would have that little bit of an advantage. And what was crazy was if you looked around the stadium, it looked like there were more 49ers fans than Rams fans at that game. Oh, they took over the stadium. Uh, the Rams tried to. I saw Matthew Stafford's wife try to buy a bunch of uh, tickets for um, L.A. Rams fans and everything, and that just wasn't very effective. It was very apparent that it was a pro. It was a, at best, a split between uh, 49ers <laughs> fans, 49 fans, and Rams fans, but. Um, yeah, like I saw like uh Frank Gore and I, I forget there was another uh former 49er that were like buying like tons and tons of tickets to um so 49ers fans could take over the stadium and it was I don't know. I thought it was fun. It was fun to see, you know. Mm-hmm. But um another big question I'm like I'm curious what you think is where does Jimmy Garoppolo oh end up this offseason? Because Trey Lance, um I, I don't think they're going to wait any longer to um, basically ha- introduce him as like the starting quarterback going forward. And um, there's a, there's going to be a big market for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo this like upcoming off season. A lot of teams, um, <clears throat> the Titans need to uh, an upgrade at quarterback and um, like, you know, it's going to like, I'm be interested to see what teams offer for him. Cause you've got other big quarterbacks like Russell Wilson that have been rumored um, to be one out of the respective teams. Aaron Rodgers, um, the discussion is going to start all over again with him and his future in Green Bay. So I don't know. Do you have any teams in mind that where you think he could end up? Um, at the moment, no. But I've honestly been happy with the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo's market, like his, his value has gone up because he went to the conference championship and almost won and went to the Super Bowl. And I honestly don't think Trey Lance could have done that this year. I think Trey Lance would have needed a couple of years under his belt with this system and with this team in order to maybe be con- be considered of making it to this level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, yes, they did, they did go 10 and seven. Um, but they made it to the conference championship only lost by three points. And so Jimmy Garoppolo's value is going to go up for sure. And I feel like whoever wants him is going to have to pay more than what they were originally thinking um, because they didn't make a move sooner. So teams right now, I have no idea. Um, 
like you said, maybe like a Russell Wilson switch and some picks um, on the 49er side or. You think they're going to, they're, they're going to do that with Trey Lance on the roster? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I, I do not. I, I personally would not trade Jimmy Garoppolo right now because if you're making it to the conference championship with, with this guy, I don't see why you'd give him up. Um, I, regardless of what people think of Trey Lance, he hasn't played much in the last couple of years. And when he did play a game in the regular season, he didn't play that well. Um, so I just think he needs time under Jimmy Garoppolo would be fine if they are still making playoff appearances. Um, but if if Jimmy Garoppolo has like a bad year, like let's just say they just run it back and he has a bad year, then I would consider it. But if he's getting to the conference championship, why would you get rid of him? Yeah, I think it's this moving Jimmy Garoppolo definitely has the chance to um like pull the 49ers back instead of because it's uh, it's a very high risk high reward situation because yeah in one hand and on one hand you know what are you trying to do the 49ers want to win a super bowl they have been um i feel like they've been built they've been putting pieces in place for a very long time now and um they've had a lot of injuries not go their way over the years and um you know they want it they want it bad and with uh, a player like Trey Lance, who's a fantastic just athlete in general, and like not even talking about his uh, play at quarterback, I think you have a chance like that he pops like a uh, Patrick Mahomes, or maybe he's not quite as good as him, but like he could be um, in that like that sort of category, if you will. So I think this is a tough call to make. I think the 49ers are, if I had a bet, I would say that they're going to trade him and. I think just at this point, because his value is so high, like you can demand multiple first round draft picks because it's, you know, it's the quarterback position. Having a good quarterback allows you to stay in games no matter what. And everywhere he's been, he's won. I mean, he's won, like the 49ers. I think, I think, yeah, he only going into today, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had only lost one playoff game in his entire career. And that was in the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I definitely get the, the case for like, for keeping him. It's, I mean, I guess if I was the GM, I'd probably trade him, but it's, they have, that's a tough call to say the least. Now, when it comes to teams, I think um, he could potentially go to, I think the Browns, I think the Browns would be a great fit for him. They got a running game. They've got a defense, um, pretty solid coach and Stefanski. I think that would be a great fit. Um, the Colts, the Colts need a quarterback as well. I don't, I don't buy Carson Wentz. He has too many highs and lows um, and is way too reliant on Jonathan Taylor, despite like the people out there who think he's talented. I think Jimmy Garoppolo would be an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. That would be um, a situation where I could see the Titans offering um, a good amount of picks for Jimmy Garoppolo because the Titans have got, I think I would compare the Titans. They're a very similar team to the 49ers, the Titans are. They've got good defensive line, solid defense, great all-time great running back to um, not put all the pressure on Garoppolo because I think that that particular situation with the Titans, um, you know, 
it lifts some of the weights off the shoulder of the quarterback that, that potentially comes there. And the Colts have one too. I, I will acknowledge Jonathan Taylor is um, a really great talent, but to say he's better than Derrick Henry, I think is a little silly, but um, those are like, I'd say the, the teams that have immediately come to mind. I'm sure there'll be a couple of other suitors that um, pop up here and there, but um do you have any thoughts on any of those teams? I saw you make a face. Yeah, I, I was looking at all the teams, and there's four that I was like, oh, my gosh, he would be great with these four. Um, what is the Denver Broncos? I think Broncos, yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless uh, Aaron Rodgers goes to, to Denver, which is a rumor. Yes. Um, Broncos is one. Um, Saints is two. Um, Dolphins is three because I I think they have a really great roster. I just don't think Tua is the right fit there. Um, I can see that. Yeah. And then four would be well. <laughs> wait, did I say yeah? Patriots. <laughs> he runs it back to the Patriots. <laughs> I would say Belichick did love him. I mean, he was supposedly he was ready to move off of Brady for Garoppolo, which I mean would have proven to be a very bad mistake. I think we, um, anybody, uh, watching Brady and I think could, would agree with that, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, I think there are so many teams out there that need a quarterback. It, it, it's crazy. So I think, um, Pretty if you're a team, market. oh yes. I think if you're a team and you want a quarterback, you've got to go get it. Um, I'm a big fan of the way the Rams have done, uh, their business where they've been like uber aggressive. They could have, they did not need Von Miller, but they went out and got him because they thought it would put like, you know, add, add even another, another level to their defense. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't believe Von Miller played great um, this upcoming weekend, but he played great last weekend. And so I think the team that goes out there and like, is like extremely aggressive, they're going to end up with one of these elite quarterbacks. And I think, um, yeah, that will be able to take them to the next level. But um because i know the college draft right now is uh, the quarterbacks that are in there right now just aren't anything what they were last year um but yeah be excited to see i look forward to i think it's gonna be a, a, a definitely a more chaotic offseason than what we're used to at least regarding uh quarterback movement just because um in order to win in this league you've got to have a great quarterback um the Bengals are example a where they did not have a great offensive line their defense was below average last year. They've um, definitely improved a lot and major credit their, to their defensive line despite being uh, having a lot of injuries down there. But, yeah, I think, you know, you've got to have a great quarterback to win in this league. So, yeah, if you're a team and you need a quarterback, go get one of the, the guys that are available. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say this last thing, and then we can move on to the, um, to the, the spread for the Super Bowl. Um, the Rams – went all in this year and it worked. They're in the Super Bowl. They they got Matthew Stafford. They got Von Miller. They got OBJ. They they went super aggressive, like you said. They went all out with all of their picks and trading. And they're now they're in the Super Bowl and it all paid off. Yep. Aggressive pays off. I mean, I could point to the Cardinals. The Cardinals stretched Josh Rosen 10th overall one year got rid of him the next year and drafted Kyler Murray. I think it's worked out pretty well for them. So, yeah, I agree. Aggressive wins in this league. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So, 
the Rams and the uh, Bengals ended up emerging winners, and the line is now out for the Super Bowl. The Rams are favored by minus three and a half right now to start, and the over-under is set at 49 and a half. So the odds makers are thinking, again, it's going to be a very close one. Um, I know one thing, I would not feel comfortable betting against the uh, Bengals at this point. Um, been burned twice by them now with Joe Burrow, and um, I don't. I, I think it, I think this game is going to come down to under a field goal. So I like the Bengals here to to start at, at least at the opening line, provided it doesn't move. What What are your thoughts? Um, I'm seeing four on on DraftKings. Okay, you're on DraftKings. Okay, this is like I believe uh, Fanduel is what I was looking at. So okay. yeah, if it was four, uh. I would, yeah, I would definitely, I mean, yeah, if it was four, I would definitely take the Bengals there. I still like it at three and a half, but if it gets under three, then I, I would roll with the Rams. Yeah. If it, yeah, if it's, so you're saying if it's two and a half or less? Yeah, I would roll with the Rams. I think it's going to be a field goal game. Um, yeah, three is the key number right here. Yeah. Um, man, I, this is tough because I really like the Rams. They have an insane roster. I said this about the 49ers and the Rams, like the Rams have the same thing as the 49ers roster, but just slightly better. Um, and I was almost wrong because the 49ers almost won. Um, man, this is tough. Rams have a good defense. Great defensive line, which is going to be a problem for the Bengals offensive line. You have to get the ball out uber quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, and it's indoor too. It's at the Rams stadium. So that does not help the Bengals at all. I think the one thing that the Bengals have is so obviously the Rams have got a good defensive line. You neutralize that by getting the ball out quick, but they also have Jalen Ramsey, which like, which helps like lock down like a Jamar chase. However, the, the Bengals are extremely deep at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got uh, Tyler Boyd and T Higgins both had big games. Uh, T Higgins in particular had a big game today. Um, so I, I think that as long as you're able to have a similar game plan as what you did this week, if T Higgins or Tyler Boyd can beat their one-on-one matchups quickly and Burrow can get the ball efficiently and on time, then you don't have to worry as much about um, Aaron Donald breathing down your neck. So I, th- I like the way the um, – I know people will point to the line of scrimmage, and that definitely favors the Rams. But I think um, Burrow's proven it, at, like, enough at this point that he knows how to get around that and avoid um, that affecting him too much just because, I mean, he's used to it now at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, why not? I think I'll take the Bengals plus four or even plus three and a half. Or just even the Bengals to win outright. Um, Gosh, yeah. I mean, that would be – if the Bengals find a way to win this, I mean, I – at the beginning of the regular season, I picked the Bengals to finish last in their division, and I've been wrong. I, I've been dead wrong. I Clearly, they have something special, to say the least, in Joe Burrow and what he has done to elevate um, this franchise. And, I mean – He's been right about getting Jamar Chase instead of uh, taking um, an offensive lineman, which it, it would obviously have helped 
But um, I think there's definitely an argument to be made that drafting Jamar Chase has been an even bigger help. But um, to do this and only a second, I mean, you're, I know people, it's, I think it's, I think it's stupid to make the comparison to Brady, but I mean, you know, second year in the league, going up against the Rams in the Super Bowl, underdog. I mean, sounds sounds a little familiar to, you know, a young Tom Brady who was in his second year and playing against the Rams in the Super Bowl and was a big underdog. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see what happens. I, I think at this point I, I can't bet against Burrow and um I like I like the Rams to win, but um, Bengals cover the spread. Yeah, I think it'll be a great game. I'm I'm so happy that the Bengals won, even if a lot of people were betting for the Chiefs. And honestly, I was if I were had bet any money, it would have been on the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm I'm glad that the Bengals won because it's so good for TV. It's so good for the NFL that the Bengals are are where they're at right now. It is. I have, I guess saw some like funny videos of uh Chiefs fan or not Chiefs fans, uh Bengal fans celebrating. And there was a joke because like they they don't know how to celebrate because they they haven't won in forever. And like this girl like like spilled like her drink on herself and it was just oh it's just funny. But I, I think it's good for the league and I'm I'm happy to um looking forward to watching it, that's for sure. And I'll be curious to see where the line moves because I mean it's two weeks the the game's two weeks from now so yeah. we got a, we got a ways to go, but um yeah it'll be a lot of fun can't wait to cover it mm-hmm. yeah it'll be great but yeah um any uh, final thoughts Jack um I don't think I have any final thoughts and I'm just looking forward to it I wish it wasn't two weeks away um, <laughs> I think the Pro Bowl is overrated. Um, That's an it's, not over, it's not even overrated. It's just no one cares about the Pro Bowl anymore because no one tries anymore. No, the, the Pro Bowl is just uh, it's a moneymaker. That's why they added the 17th game. They, you know, the reason the players signed off on the 17th game is because they said, you know, hey, we'll bump your set. We'll pay you extra money. And, of course, they're like, okay. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It, it players look at their bottom line, the league looks at their bottom line, and this Pro Bowl boosts their bottom line. So they're gonna they're gonna do it. But um, yes, I look forward to it. Great. Um, I love the NFL. Just gosh, I love it so much, and mm-hmm. it's just been great a great um, NFL playoffs. And I hope that they uh, cap it off properly with uh, this upcoming Super Bowl. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I look forward to talking about it. Yeah, I can't believe the season's almost over. I'm kind of and, sad. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I might cry. I mean, like eight months without, like, without um having to talk about like NFL sports betting. Gosh, like, oh, sounds man. awful. Like now, I, the only I'm like, I have what do I have to look forward to? There's nothing left. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, all all jokes aside, it's been a great year, and I'm you know. Hopefully it um, concludes, you know, with a great game. Mm-hmm. But um, appreciate you guys tuning into today's episode. Um, you know, great. Oh, as always, uh, speaking to you guys. And it's just, you know, having a lot of fun doing this, grinding through the uh, busy season and um, auditing. If any of you guys know about that, you you guys um, know anything about busy season, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's grind, but 
I wouldn't change it for the world, but I hope you guys all have a great upcoming week. Um, we'll obviously be talking about the Super Bowl um, here. Um, we'll probably get another episode out next Sunday to give you just an all-out preview of it. And yeah, hope you guys tune into that. But my name is Preston Victory, and this is the Victory Sports Podcast.